Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mike Dunn on the line, and he's CTO over at Ultra. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be shaking with you. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Ultra, um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how'd you get started in your career and in business? Sure. Um, I, you know, I started as, back in the day, developers were called programmers, and we worked on sort of um, mid-range, uh, mainframe, and early LAN systems. It was before the Internet. So development was mostly what would be categorized as, as enterprise development today. Um, I, I realized as I was going through my early part of my career that what I really liked is a balance between the product the company was creating and the technology that was used um, to create that product. And, and in the in the beginning, I, I got interested in as systems got smaller, went from mainframe to, to mid-range systems to land distributed systems. Um, and I could see uh, potential and viability in that and, and um, the ability for a technologist like myself get more involved in the product. They weren't just uh, engineers sitting in a in a back room, you know, to, um, activating the systems for the business. They could get mm-hmm. we could get highly integrated with the business. Um, so I think I I started a trend in my career where I always looked towards what the next paradigm shift was going to be that leveraged technology. Um, probably the first big one was was the internet. Um, I got heavily involved in the internet um, as it was morphing out of, of ARPANET, and so there were some capabilities we could use in the in the roles I had at that point. When the web started, um, I got involved in that actually when it was still um, a server you could download or, or not download, but um, get access to from CERN when when Tim uh, put that out there. Um, I saw that as an alternative to the really cumbersome um, software solutions that were out there for companies that had distributed people and distributed systems. Um, So I got heavily involved in the early days of the web, helped launch um, thousands of early websites. They were nothing compared to what we have today, but for the time, they were pretty revolutionary. Um, And at that point, that's when I, I shifted from having titles like uh, director of IT or, or vice president of IT or vice president of engineering or something like that to um, or CIO to chief technology officer and it, it that title really was used by a lot of startups in the early days of the web um, but for, for myself when I was working for very big companies um, it really was a way to differentiate between Technology teams that were focused on technology that enabled the business and thus the products, and those that were running the systems behind the business. Um, and there's very people have had had talked to me about um, various roles, CIOs, the difference between CIOs and CTOs. But that's the way I've, I've always categorized them as 
CIO tends to be the, the systems that run the business, the back-end system, and CTOs mm -hmm. tend to be a little closer to the edge and, and the product of the business. Um, so I had multiple pretty good CTO roles in some, some pretty uh, interesting companies, and I was able to be involved in the, the paradigm shift for how companies embrace e-commerce, so CTO at Dell when we launched the website there. Um, the beginnings of the social web, so I was heavily involved in some fairly large media companies that were um, were either investing in startups that were, were pushing Web um, 2.0 or the social web, um, and spent a lot of time working with startups as part of those big companies' strategic VC funds. Um, I started, when W3C was started, I did some... Um, work with them. I worked with the MIT Media Lab. So I went down this path of um, being a technologist, working on big, interesting projects for big companies, but then also working with smaller startups and advising and mentoring them, helping them get funding, helping advocate for them to get funding, um, and helping some of the um, standards bodies of the web and, and how technology is leveraged. Um, I'm still involved with W3C. I, I um, work on the um, team that's pushing uh, augmented reality and virtual reality as a standard. Um, and I've, I've gone back and forth on different things I've um, advocated for and worked within that area. So it was really, a, I think most of my career has been looking at how things are changing, how can I be involved in where things are changing, um, podcasting itself, just this medium. Uh, I got involved in when it first started, so I've been I've been working with uh, big companies and the the folks that were trying to start podcasting in the beginning. So I've always sort of had an eye towards how technology is going to change things for the better and how I can be involved in it. Um, that's awesome. So that's that's my background. So I would say predominantly, no, that... you know, CTO and and uh, tending to do a lot of advising as I go. So, Mike, um, I noticed that in your career you mentioned this word multiple times, and that's paradigm shift. Um, so there's, you know, there's some younger audience listening that are just getting started as technologists or they're just getting out of college and they're kind of looking to find their way and their path. Obviously, you have the benefit of, of hindsight and multiple shifts of, of vision, we'll say. Um, that being said, what do you think is interesting uh, in terms of a space for that, that new college grad to explore that is, um, that's kind of in your field? Um, you know, the, when you decide, so I, I, have, um, I have a son who's also in the industry. He works for um, a big technology company as a development manager. Um, and he got his career. He got his career started by getting his master's in computer science. And mm. and one of the things I stressed is, is with him as he was growing up is um, if you enter into any technology field, you you have to have the mindset that you're always going to be learning. So you you, you learn something um, every day, every job, every interaction. Um, you always have an eye towards. Um, what's coming, and that means you always have to be evaluating, researching, studying, and learning as you go um, so that you can be adding value. Um, I think there are, there are probably people that learn one computer science approach, and they stick with that for their, their career, um, but those days where you have a plethora of opportunities to do that are, are 
few and far between. Um, I think it's all about um, learning how to learn and be involved in, in what's coming. I, I think today anything to do with data um, is going to be highly useful. So it could be big data, it could be deep learning, could be machine learning or AI, it could be blockchain, which is just the data construct. Uh, you know, a different a different way to deal with data in a in a more um, decentralized manner. Um, but that's you know that's that allows um, progress. Data is at the core of almost everything that's that's um, useful and dynamic in what we do from a, a web browser or mobile perspective. Um, and so I think there's you can't go wrong by looking into that, you know, looking into that area mm -hmm. of opportunities. That's awesome. Um, and so, Mike, I want to switch it up a bit. Um, let's get a little bit more into uh, Ultra. So first, uh, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. So Ultra is a, is a, uh, a startup that uh, initially is aimed at, it has multiple aspects to the project, multiple products, let's say, within the project. But uh, Ultra Games is, a uh, um, a disruptive product is meant to disrupt a highly centralized game distribution uh, industry. Um, that um, at its forefront is is Steam, which is um, again centralized and and uh, um, uh, uh, published by a a major publisher, and so it's. Uh, I think our initial focus, if you if you think about that opportunity here and you think about blockchain and cryptocurrency as something that can be disruptive in an established um, industry, um, our primary goal is to be able to have um, the the benefits of, of blockchain and cryptocurrency behind a digital distribution, game distribution environment um, that puts um, puts the developers and publishers first um, and creates a nice balance between Ultra as a platform creator, the game developers and publishers as, as partners within um, that offering, and then creates a huge advantage for users where they're not just paying for access to games, but through through our, our approach to blockchain uh, and our from a, a UX perspective or usability perspective, will allow them opportunities to, to leverage blockchain as they interact with the platform. So they're not just paying for a game, there's opportunities for them to create revenue for themselves in the process. So it's a nice balance between partners, platform, and users. That's sort of the, the broadest benefit of, of the potential for what some journalists call Web 3.0, but it's the, it's the uh, decentralization of, of the web um, so we see that as uh, our first entry into this um, into this potential, and then we have other aspects, other products that are, are lined up that will take advantage of our blockchain and um, the platform that we're creating that will be be launching over time. Wow, I mean that it's pretty amazing. The gaming industry is just so big. So to, when I sure. when I was kind of reading the bio on this uh, on, on the company and what you do, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, it's a mix between a YouTube and, and I was trying to give like the for my mindset because I'm not claiming to be a technologist, by the way, um, um, to, to to think about like the different things that you're combining there to make that happen and to make it really a 
a win-win scenario for the gamers, for the computer, or for the uh, developers, um, and and all all across the board. So I see this as um, obviously as the model evolves and as it's tested and as the numbers change, I think it it can possibly disrupt um, what what's going on there and be a really significant um, force in gaming. Um, have you yeah, what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of feedback have you heard, kind of just in the industry from this, and what you're trying to what you're trying to pull off? Uh, positive. I mean, we have um, a number of investors already that are, are cryptocurrency-based investment mm -hmm. um, uh, methodologies. We're raising a Series A right now, so we'll, we'll use traditional fundraising for that. Um, so we have very good interest. Um, we recently announced, we have a number of partners, but we recently mm -hmm. announced two major partners. One is AMD, the, um, their involvement with us as a, as a partnership from a technology platform perspective. Um, and then we announced our partnership with Ubisoft, um, and they will be joining us as one of our block producers um, in the, in the um, network that supports our, our, um, our, our token and our blockchain cryptocurrency model. Um, block producers are, are partners that are part of the distributed network that you use to support token, um, and our token is a, uh, is a utility token, so it's based on um, leveraging functionality within the platform we produce. It's based off of um, a very, very uh, popular um, altcoin or, or third-gen um, blockchain EOS. Uh, we use that as our model, and then we modified it slightly, um, kept it it um, compatible with EOS, but um, it's modified to meet our business needs, um, and so that's a that's a common approach, especially in, in third third gen um, cryptocurrency, to be able to get the get the exact approach you want from a protocol and, and smart contract perspective. So we we did that, uh, and our um, we're, our token is available on exchanges now. Um, and then once our platform fully launches, we're in beta right now. Uh, once it fully launches, then it'll be you know, actively available for um, utilization within that platform. Man, this is exciting. Uh, so, Mike, yeah, if somebody is, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, so, if somebody's listening to this and they do want more information on Ultra, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, to just get general information about the company, if you go to Ultra.io. Um, there's there's information there on the site. There's links to our Telegram channel, which is very very active, and we have community managers that are monitoring that can interact and get information to to members of the management team. Um, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn. That's that's a fairly easy path. Um, and uh, yeah, I think and look, look for uh, really good big things, more partnership announcements and uh, more progression on the launch of our platform in, uh, coming in 2020. Man, that's awesome. Um, well, and we're going to have to have you back on the show once everything's live and up because I, I want some updates. So I'm excited <laughs> for that, Mike. Uh, well, hey, I uh, just want to thank you for coming on the show today and share more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at Ultra to uh, change gaming. I love it. Um, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do, do appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Um, and, Mike, thanks again for coming on.